want to talk to you today about something very specific. So it was born out of uh, the fact that for many of us, if, you, if you're used to being around church, if you're not used to being around church, don't worry, it's great to have you here. I'm going to explain everything. But if you're used to being around church, you will be familiar with the word anointing because we, we use it a lot. We talk about it um, a lot. And, uh, and I want to come and talk to you today about anointing in regard to release. Throughout this year, as many of you will know, uh, we have been speaking about Jubilee, the year of the Lord's favor. And part of the nuance of, of, of Jubilee is associated with release, release from debt uh, and uh, release from slavery and bondage and, 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 and all that sort of thing. And uh, anointing is about about release. Last uh, week, we, we, we spoke about the first of our series on release, and, and we focused on the fact that it's not just about release from, but release to. So many of us who, who uh, know the Lord uh, will understand that as a follower of Jesus, I get released from. Is anyone glad they've been released from some stuff? I'm, I'm glad I've been released from some stuff. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, God has, God has uh, delivered me from, from uh, stuff that sought to limit my life. But I'm not defined by what I've been released from. Some of us as Christians, we live just around our testimony. Listen, your testimony is amazing. Use it. Speak it out. But you are not defined by what, just what you stop doing. The, 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 the reason we've been forgiven, the reason we've been set free, the reason we've been, uh, 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 been released from that stuff is not just so that we can spend our lives talking about what we've stopped doing. It's so that we can be released to do something. I've released, I'm released from that so that I'm no longer hindered to outwork the purposes of God in my life. And that coming through a relationship with Jesus. So like for instance, if you're here today and you're not used to going to church and you don't really understand what this Jesus and this God business is all about, that in essence is that you need to know that there's a God who loves you so passionately and so deeply that he sent his only son into the world to set you free from everything that would hinder your life and for you to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for your life that you were that you were born at a time that, that God ordained that you, you aren't not in this world just because your mom and dad decided to get together you're in this world because God has a plan for your life and that, and that he, he loves you and He wants to release you from everything that harms your life to enable you to become all the things that you were born to be. Isn't it amazing to know we're not just a face in the crowd, we're not just a, a number on the sheet, but that, 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 that God has got an individually tailored plan for each of our lives. He, he saw us being formed in our mother's womb and He has a plan for us. And, that, and I just love that. I love to know that even before, the Bible says, even before I was formed in my mother's womb, God knew me. So, see, John 8, 36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Is anyone glad here today that, that the kind of freedom God offers 
is, is absolute freedom. It's like that we don't have to walk in slavery to anything. I don't have to live my life in bondage to or enslaved by anything, but there is a freedom available. He who the Son sets free, he who Jesus sets free, is free indeed. So that's like just teeing things up a little bit for you, you know, released from, but we are released too. And it's with that in mind that I wanna come and speak to you today about the anointing. Now, it's not really possible um, for, in the time for us to have some kind of exhaustive um, Bible study on the anointing. And I don't think that's really what we're looking for. But um, where we're going is this. I want to give opportunity um, at, the, at the end for people to receive an anointing. But I want to bring some context and some understanding to that. So we're not just going through some meaningless ritual that we don't really grasp what we're doing. But we actually get an idea of why we're doing what we're doing. So, we, we, as I've said, we use the word anointing uh, quite a lot. And, and I think that even though some of us have been around church for a long time, we use the word anointing. The reality is that, uh, thanks to Daisy, that's amazing. Thank you very much. Um, the, the, re, the, re, the reality is that even the, amongst those of us who use the word anointing, there be varying understandings of what that is all about. We, we, we kind of use it as a generic word to describe something that maybe made us feel good or, or we just thought there was something special about it. Um, so, you know, I think that, yeah, there's a ready understanding that in the context of church, uh, things need to be anointed. They need to have that special touch of God. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. Um, but what I think is probably less readily understood, uh, which I believe that every single one of us need an anointing for our life outside of these walls. We spend most of our time outside of these walls in society. Church is not a building. It's a body of people. And we as a body of people are meant to be salt and light in society. To me, the fact that we gather and then the fact that we scatter as church into the community are not two things that are, are uh, mutually exclusive. They are actually incorporate and, and, and they, they complement one another. We are not meant just to gather. We're not meant just to gather and be in one place and focus on ourselves. And I don't believe we're meant just to scatter because there needs to be a context where we gather as community. Something happens when we gather as a community of believers. That's why the Bible encourages, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing because to say, oh, well, we don't need this. We, I'm just gonna go and be God's man. I'm just gonna be God's woman on my own. But the reality is we're not called to be God's man or God's woman on our own. We're called as a community 
to, to represent the body of Christ. That's what church is. Church is representing the body of Christ out in society. And so when we gather, something supernatural happens. You know, Fraser is very right to draw us to the, the seriousness of breaking bread when we take the cup and we have that bit of biscuit there because it's not just a religious snack. There's something supernatural that happens. It looks ordinary. It's, it, it uses ordinary things, but it is representing a spiritual truth. That's why uh, we have to be reminded sometimes to not take this moment lightly because we can get, if we focus on the ordinariness, we will miss the importance of the spiritual aspect of it. And the truth is, it is a picture. It's a physical picture of a spiritual reality. And that is, that is, that is true. It, it, it's, it's, it's significant. It has, it has uh, spiritual consequences. Meeting as a body of believers has spiritual consequences. It's a good thing when we gather around the Word. When we worship together, something happens in us and something happens with us that will not happen when you're on your own. That's why, that's why I believe to truly be part of a, 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 a community, a body of believers, we can't just turn up, get what we want and leave. You know, like a drive-through, drive-through Christianity. You just drive through, you pick up your Happy Meal and you go. It's, 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 not, it's not about that. There's something released in community, being with one another, interacting with one another. Now, in a, essentially, in any gathering, there are going to be people who just come and just go uh, because that's their thing. But we want to encourage an environment where we understand, hey, I'm part of community. I've got something to contribute here. And as I contribute, I'm also going to receive something. When, when I come to the house of God, when we gather, I'm refreshed, I'm restored, spiritually recalibrated, and then I'm released to go from here and influence my world. Every one of us in this room have our own story. We have our own world that we impact. We have our own circle of friends, our own families, our own workplace. And we, we are... Uh, uh, called to impact that world. To carry an anointing, ultimately, and we're going to look at a couple of things around this, but anointing basically represents the presence of God. We are, we're called to be carriers of the presence of God. I don't know about you, but to me it kind of helps me you know, I'm not just called to be a Christian in society. You know, that's, that, that's, that's a label that what I do, you're probably going to put on me. Uh, and, and indeed, I would call myself a Christian. But I, I'm not just called to be a Christian in society. I'm called to be a carrier of the presence of God. That this, this is something that goes beyond the words that I say. I think it's being a carrier of the presence of God means that, that by, by being in that environment, I'm going to impact that environment. 
in a very positive way. The presence of God is going to impact in a very positive way. And I'm, I'm, I'm called to be a carrier of that. So I, I believe that we are called, every single one of us, to be anointed. Turn to someone near you and say, be anointed. Now, I've actually got you to say something that I don't actually believe because you and I don't actually get to decide whether we're anointed or not. If I'm going to be anointed, it's because God's decided to anoint me. I, 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 don't, I don't, it's not by me jumping through certain hoops or, you know, grasping the formula uh, you know, or if I do this and do that and spin around three times, I'm going to be anointed. It, it doesn't work like that. To be anointed is something that God chooses. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do something that is quite difficult, and I'm just going to trust the Spirit of God to help me so that it isn't confusing. But there are, in truth, two pictures of what anointing looks like. And we, we kind of dance between the two because there's an Old Testament understanding of anointing and there's a New Testament understanding of anointing and they are interwoven, but they are kind of quite different. And we're going to take a little look at them now. Basically, the, the word anoint means to smear with something with oil or in truth, it could have been something like dye in the original language or, or, or some other substance. But basically, in, 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 in biblical terms, we, we talk about oil, to smear something with oil. If, if, if the shield uh, uh, was uh, being anointed the, uh, you know, the, the, as, a, as, a, as a weapon, then it would have often been animal skin, and that would have been um, anointed uh, to, to keep it from being brittle. So that was language that was used. But in a biblical understanding as well, to anoint someone is, is an act of consecration. It's, it's an act where we separate, where we dedicate to a specific purpose. And it's not a light thing, it's a, it's a special thing. Uh, in the Old Testament, whenever someone was called to be a priest or whenever someone was called to be king, then they were anointed. And they were anointed with a special oil. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, just talk to you a little bit about that, but then explain why. Exodus 30 verses 22 to 25, and I'm not gonna read this uh, verbatim, but just gives us an understanding that this oil was made up with some very expensive and special things. What have we got here? There were spices, there, were, there was myrrh, there was cinnamon, fragrant calamus, cassia, um, there was hen, there was, uh, uh, there was a, a hen of olive oil, there was, uh, f it, there was a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It, will be, it was a sacred anointing oil. Now, I can't get into it too much, but when you look at the Old Testament, when it's giving us pictures like this, it's, trying to, it's giving us a hint, it's giving us a shadow, a type of what is to come. And, and this, this is 
a picture of a very special oil. In fact, it wasn't to be replicated. You read that in just a, a few verses later in Exodus 32. It says, it says, it shall not be poured onto man's flesh. So the anointing oil was not to make contact with the skin. Nor shall you make any other like it according to its composition. It is holy and it shall be holy to you. Now, in essence, what was happening here was before the days where Jesus came and released the Holy Spirit, they were coming up with a type, a, a shadow, a, a hint of what was to come. And this oil was very holy and sacred and special, but it was a physical oil. It was a, a physical picture representing of something spiritual that was going to happen later on. Are you with me? Six of you are with me. Are you, are, it's, it was, it was, it, they, were, they were trying to make something really, really amazing and special that was unrepeatable and, 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 and was only used for special purposes, trying to give us a picture, a type of the Spirit of God that was going to be released in the earth. And all, this, is, this is where these two pictures are dancing together. You've got um, the physical oil, but then you've got what is represented of the oil, representative of the oil of the Holy Spirit. What is interesting is that that anointing oil in the Old Testament was not to make contact with the skin. It wasn't to make contact with the flesh. Let me say this, the anointing, whether you're talking about Old Testament or New Testament, whether it's the physical oil of the Old Testament or the Holy Spirit, it doesn't make contact with the flesh. Anointing does not anoint the flesh. It's not to do with you. It's not to draw attention to you. The anointing is not to make superstars out of us. The, the anointing upon us, the anointing upon flesh and blood is to draw attention to God. To draw attention to who He is and what He does for somebody when His spirit is, is, is released. It's never ever to, so, to make you look good. It's never there to make me look good. We recognize that the anointing does release a special, well it's, it's released or deposited for a particular special purpose. The, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is released in the earth through Jesus, but, but the, physical, the physical oil was a fragrant representation that was put, that was put on the clothes. Uh, in fact, uh, some of us might remember the account of Samuel who was to anoint David as king, and uh, God told him to go and fill his horn with oil, the kind of oil that you anoint kings with, and he tipped it over. David, I, maybe some of you will be glad we're not tipping oil over people today, but that it was not a little bit of amount. It was a significant thing because there was a picture of abundance. The abundance of flow was to give us a picture of the abundance of flow of the Holy Spirit that is released. That was a physical picture of a spiritual reality. So the... the, the Anointing, it talks about releasing a, a particular set of skills. God, God will release 
in us a particular skill, a particular ability that is designed not to bring glory to you, but to bring glory to him. An Old Testament picture here is Exodus 31, where they are building the, 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 the tabernacle there. And um, let, me, let me read this. This is, I think, quite amazing. Verse 31 of Exodus, sorry, verse 1 of uh, Exodus 31. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, um, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. I've got to say, God's actually cheating here because he wasn't filling people with the Spirit at this time. Uh, so he's God, he can break his own rules. But he actually, to me, this only adds to it because this person, Bezalel, was not being, was not being filled with the Spirit to preach or to go and pray with someone. He was, he was being filled with the Spirit to do something very powerful but different. We see that he was filled with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels, for setting uh, in carving wood, and, and, uh, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I have indeed appointed with him Aholiab, the son of, of Ashimach, of the tribe of Dan. And I have put wisdom in their hearts of all the gift and artisans that they make all that I have commanded you. The tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture. And it goes on to talk about making garments and, 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 and furniture and, there was, there was a, 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 and a fragrance. There was, there was an anointing. Anointing to be creative. I, to me, I just find this incredibly exciting that, that, that we need to understand that we associate the anointing too easily with, with worship and, and with preaching. And, and, and of course it is all that, but the anointing is much more than that. There are, this, there, there are rivers of creativity that God is wanting to open up and to understand that we need an anointing. We need something from God to release that kind of creativity. I, I, you know, if there's, one, if there's one who knows about creativity, it's God because he is the creator. He is the source of all creativity. And I just, I just believe in a God who can give us insight understanding into design. I, I just personally think that those of us who love and follow God shouldn't be surprised if we're in connection with the ultimate designer that we can get those unique, incredible designs that can only come from Him. And, 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 and I think that there is something uh, to do with, with beauty and, and creativity. You know, I was, I was thinking about how David uh, came and played the harp for Saul, who was being tormented by an evil spirit. And when David played the harp, there was something uh, that, that that spirit didn't torment um, Saul anymore. And you know, listen, that's not just about harp playing. Clearly, clearly, you only get to play the harp if you're skilled. At least, you only get to play the harp for the king if you're skilled. So David was chosen 
It was, it was David's skill set that got him into the king's palace. We need people with skills. We need people we need people who have got appropriate skills, who are trained, who, who know what they're doing. You know, I, to, be, to be honest, you could be a lovely person. You could know how to pray. You can speak in tongues. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you may be a godly person. But if you, if you are going to operate on me, I want to know you've got a set of skills. You know what I mean? I, you may be anointed, but I need to know that you've got skills that are anointed right now. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not, because so, some of us are just like, oh, well, it's just all about the anointing, brother. It's all about, mm, okay, yeah, it is, but you need something else thrown into the mix. David, David had a set of skills, he, 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 but the set of skills was not enough because good heart playing doesn't get rid of evil spirits. You've got to be anointed to do that. So it's the marrying of the skill set and anointing, the, 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 God, the anointing bit is the bit that God deposits on my life. You, you, you don't get to decide whether you're anointed or not. You, you get to receive the anointing. However, what you need to understand is that God, God sovereignly decides to anoint you. But ultimately, your character will decide whether you can carry the anointing. The anointing is God's business. Character is your business. You say, what you're talking about? Well, think about Samson for a minute. Samson was a man powerfully anointed by God. Supernatural strength. It was, it was carrying something amazing. However, his character was not able to sustain the anointing upon his life. And in the end, the anointing was not enough to keep him going. And we all know that he messed up with Delilah and it all went, it all went pear-shaped. But the point that, that, that I want to make is that, that the anointing upon his life was not, depend, not dependent upon Samson. That was God. What was dependent upon Samson was that he got his life right. And you, 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 you can be powerfully anointed, but you need to understand the enemy is after wrecking the anointing. Because it's the anointing that makes the difference. It's not just about skill and talent. It's about the anointing. When the enemy attacks, he's trying to wreck the anointing because the anointing is what breaks yokes. The anointing is what makes the difference. And so that's why, that's why he, will, he will attack us because he is wanting to stop the anointing doing what the anointing, what only the anointing can do. And I, you know, I believe, I believe in that kind of anointing that will influence and bring relief to people. You know, the, that's, that's why I want to I wanna believe for that kind of anointing to be on our musicians. I just dare to believe for the most phenomenal musicians. People who are skilled in what they do, but not only are they skilled, but they're carrying an anointing. You see, we, we, we don't just need people who can play well, who can hold a melody. We need people who are carriers of the presence of God and can play well. Those things are not either or, we need both. But then I believe for, I wanna believe for a community that can release uh, songs of worship and, and, and release music that will bring comfort 
to people who are tormented by the devil. That, that they won't even know why they like the music. They won't even know why they like that song. They won't even know why they're affected about it. I don't go to church. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. But there's something about that music that impacts me. That's why, that's part of our sound. That's part of us being a blessing to the world around us. A part of us being salt and light. Can you say amen? See, Jesus quoted Isaiah 61 when he said, in Luke 4, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Can I just say, that's Jesus. If Jesus is anointed and he's the son of God, I just want to suggest that we also need to be anointed. And he was anointed to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to declare the year of the Lord's favor. And I haven't got time to work my way through all that, but I want to I simply say that even there, anointed to preach good news to the poor means anointed to gladden with good tidings. It's not anything to do with preaching, essentially. It's to do with gladden with good tidings. Every single one of us here are going into environments this week where we can gladden with good tidings. We, we, we can have a positive disposition. You know, I, I, I believe that we're all different personalities. We all have different outlooks. That's the way God has made us. We're all wired perfectly for what God wants us to do. But, you know, if, 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 if you can find people in your office or your place of work who are more positive about life and more, more joy-filled about, about life than you, and you're a follower of Jesus, there's something wrong. Are you with me? Don't, you know, it's all right. You know what? We, we need to get real. It, it's not just about, yes, I'm, where were you yesterday? I was at church. Hallelujah, bless the Lord. That's, that's great. You know, it's like when, when, people, when people see us, you know, oh, you know Jesus. Jesus has changed my life. You ought to have seen me before. I, now I've got a joy in my life. I'm, I'm free. I just feel this such. I mean, they're thinking, my God, what were you like before? Were you even alive? You know, it's like, to me, I want to live in such a way, seeing the Spirit of God flow with me, that, that I don't have to say anything. That someone comes up and says, what, what is it about you? Well, I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know whether to be happy. I don't know whether to be irritated. I don't know what. There is just something about you. What is it about you? I, I, I don't know. I, well, you know like, I, love, I love Jesus. Maybe it could be that. that you know, I knew there was something. I knew it. You're one of them religious parts, but you just you're opening a conversation not just by what you say, by but by who you are. And, and I believe that's what the anointing does. It it opens up conversations because people, but where where people have problem is when they see what you say and what you do. Those things not matching up. That's where people have problems. But when they come and they say, "Wow, there's just something." You have, seem to handle life different. You, you seem to do something different. That, that is to do with the anointing of God on our lives. You see, it's, the anointing releases something 
in me. I'm able to do more than I ordinarily would be able to do. Acts 4 verse, verse 13 says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. You see, that is the, that is the amazing thing, that the anointing of the Old Testament was something that, that was placed on. It was physical oil, but the anointing of the New Testament is the Holy Spirit rising up within. In fact, in 1 John 2, it says this, that as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. There's, there's an anointing, a deposit that has been placed in our lives as believers. It's not something that has to be applied on us. It is something that is released in us. And that is the anointing that enables us to go and be salt and light in society. The, so... In just a moment, we're, we're going to give opportunities in various areas for people to be anointed. It's not that special oil I was talking about there. It's just ordinary olive oil. Why? Because we don't need all the fuss and palaver of special oil because what we've got is far more special. We, 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 we have got something amazing, which is a, the deposit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God has anointed us for a particular purpose for this time and season. Can I say, you may have dreams and you have, may have aspirations. And they are extremely important. It's extremely important to dream. It's extremely important to have aspirations, to believe that God has got great things for you. Absolutely. But you also need to understand that right now, where you are, what you are doing, God knows where you are. You've not dropped off his radar, and you have a job to do right where you are doing what you're doing right now. You have a job to do, anointed by the Holy Spirit, to make a difference where you are. Some of us can be so busy thinking down the road that we miss that God has got something for me to do right now where I am. So, to receive a dab of olive oil to be anointed it's only a physical representation it's symbolic of the spiritual empowerment that we receive through him it's in response to understand that that every single one of us are called to be ministers in society we're called to carry the presence of God into your family, into that family situation, into that work situation, into that, into that university situation, into that school situation. Wherever you are, whatever it is you do, God, God is, there's something in you, there's something on you that will influence the environment. And that influence will be good and positive. So we are released from, but we are released to. We're going we're gonna to pray for some people now. I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up so you know where we're going. I'm just going to ask those guys who are going to be um, anointing with oil to take up their position. 
what they're doing is now, we've got some particular stations um, around the room and their people are just being set up and there's one downstairs in the overflow. Hey, to the guys in the overflow. Uh, there's a, a station uh, near where you are where you can receive um, an anointing. There's nothing magic or special about the oil. It is just a physical representation of a spiritual reality that where you are in your world, you need to carry an anointing for that place where you are. So to give you an idea of where we're going, I'm going to pray in the area of education, whether you're an educator or whether you're a student, going to pray in the area of healthcare, going to pray for carers, going to pray in the area of law and police, business owners, entrepreneurs, self-employed, going to pray, pray for those who are retired, those in music and the arts and creativity, anything to do with, uh, if, hopefully if we get to it, media and politics, home and family. So we're going to pray in, in each of those areas. There's no, if you've, if you've been prayed for in one particular area, there's nothing to stop you being prayed for in another. And you know, we, we're going to try and be as ordered as we possibly can, but we understand that people are going to have to get out of their seats, you know, and, uh, and come and be prayed for. And that's cool. So this, this moment is about releasing. It's about recognizing that as we come to an end, as this service comes to an end, we release you into your world with an anointing, carrying the presence of God to make a difference. If you're uncomfortable with this, you don't want to get involved, absolutely cool. If you just want to sit quietly and pray, no worries at all. But I just believe there'll be some people here who would really value this opportunity. So if you are involved in education, if you're an educator or if you're a student, I'd love you to just stand where you are so I can pray for you. And then when I've prayed for you, you have the freedom, should you so desire, to step out from your seats and uh, you can seek out a station where you can be prayed for. Please bear in mind that your nearest anointing station may be behind you. That was a little joke for those who fly, but anyway. Great stuff. Lord Jesus, we want to pray for all our educators. We want to pray that they will teach with an anointing and with wisdom. We want to pray that in the name of Jesus, they will be given the ability and the emotional resilience that makes them more than a match for the challenges of modern teaching. We pray, oh God, that you will enable them to carry something that even is beyond teaching, where people, the students they have, have so many needs. Lord God, and so often they are called, something more is called out from them than just being teachers. I pray that you'll give them all that they need, equip them for everything that they need in the job that they do. We pray for students that, that God, you would help them as they study, that they would understand that according to your word, all hard work brings a profit. And we pray for those who are attending university away from home for the first time, 
that God, you would protect them, enable them to walk with wisdom and due diligence in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you would uh, like to, you can step out from your seat. Uh, just if, 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 if those of you at the anointing stations could just raise your hand so that people can see clearly where they need to go. And you can step out from your seat and just go and be prayed for. There's, there's three at the front here, over here, over there, at the back. That's excellent. Just believe that you're receiving an anointing to take back to your world. Meanwhile, I'm going to pray for you. If, if you're involved in healthcare, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, a dentist, mental health, physiotherapist, radiologist, anything to do with hospital administration, anything to do with healthcare, I'm going to ask you to stand where you are, please. Allow me to pray with you. We pray for all those who have been called to practice in the world of medicine and healthcare, healing the sick, preventing fight and fighting disease and pain, strengthening those in body and soul who are affected by it. May they bring care and comfort to all who seek it. May they themselves be strengthened in their spirit, in the name of Jesus. Father, with all the demands that are called upon as they minister to those in need, your word says that those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. We pray refreshment on these your children now in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are involved in the area of healthcare, and you would like someone to agree with you in prayer and anoint you, then just step out of your seat and go to a station near you. You can also come to the front. There's plenty of room. Carrying an anointing back to your world. I want to pray for you today. If you are a professional carer or you care, a big part of your life is caring for somebody at home. If you're a professional carer or a big part of your life is caring for someone at home. We wanna honor you because we understand that those demands are very strong upon you. And I'd love to pray for you if you would like to stand where you are. And then we're also going to give you an opportunity to be anointed. If you're a carer, either professional or the majority of your life is spent caring for someone at home. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for those who care and bring comfort to others. May God strengthen you and comfort you as you give yourself to care for someone or people who would not otherwise cope without your help. May God give you peace and strength for all the emotional demands that caring for people makes 
upon you. May you know the comfort that only God can bring in the name of Jesus. If you're a carer and you'd love someone just to anoint you to go back, to go back to your role with a new anointing, a fresh anointing, just step out of your seat and go to an anointing station. I wanna pray for you now if, if you're involved in the police or you're involved in somehow in upholding the law. If you're involved with the police or you're involved in somehow upholding the law. We wanna pray for those who keep our communities safe, that they will be kept safe, that they will know the protection and the wisdom of God. May all those who seek to uphold the law and administer justice to do so with wisdom and with equity in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you would like someone to pray with you, step out from your seat now and be prayed for. I want to pray for you now if you are involved in business, if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed. If you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur or self-employed, I invite you to stand now. Pray for everyone who owns their own business, entrepreneurs, self-employed. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless your business. May you know creativity and ingenuity. May you prosper and be blessed so that in turn, you may be a blessing. May your ethics be a shining example in the world of business. Amen. You may step out of your seat now and pray. Go and find an anointing station to receive an anointing that you can take back to your world. I want to pray for you now if you are working in the public or private sector, if you're involved in retail or you're employed in some other way. Or you may even be looking for work. Maybe, maybe you're looking for work or maybe you've retired and you've entered this whole world where, wow, what about my future? Where, where am I going? I'd, like, I'd love to pray with you today. So I'm gonna say that again, if you're involved in the public or private sector, involved in retail, you're employed in other, other or area, or you're looking for work or you're retired, if that's you and you'd like to be prayed for, then stand to your feet right now. Father, we wanna pray for all these people who are working. Firstly, we thank God that they are working. And we pray for those who are looking for work. We pray, oh God, that everyone who is looking for work in the name of Jesus, that they will have a heart and an attitude and a work ethic that will make them highly employable in the name of Jesus. Father, we believe, Lord, we are trusting and praying that every single person who comes here and considers themselves part of this house will have work in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray for those who have 
work, that God, in Jesus' name, your blessing would be upon them. Like your blessing was upon Joseph and your blessing was upon Potiphar. That God, I pray that, that, that your blessing would be released upon each of these people in the name of Jesus, that they would be a blessing to their employers and that you would bless the employers for their sake in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father. We believe also for those who are retired, who are looking for opportunities, Lord God, having been released from the rigors of their daily job, that they have the freedom to, to release something new and fresh in their life. We pray, oh God, for a new anointing to be upon them as they launch out into a new area of this new area of life in Jesus' name. If you'd like someone to anoint you, then step out of your seat right now and find a station and someone will be happy to pray with you. If you're here and you're involved in the area of music, arts, or some area of creativity, I'm gonna ask you to stand. Music, the arts, some area of creativity. Something to do with fashion. You know, I, anything to do with creativity, I'm gonna pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are believing for supernatural, God-given creativity to be released in these, your children. We thank you for natural God-given gift. We thank you for natural talent. We believe actually all that talent is God-given, but we are believing for a level of faith and expectation that is greater than, than anything that they've known. That Father, you are, they, you're releasing them new designs, fresh designs, uh, things that have never been seen before, things that have never been understood before. In the name of Jesus, something fresh and something new that will bring glory to your name in the name of Jesus. We, we pray you'd unleash rivers of creativity for the glory of your name in Jesus' name. If you'd like to receive prayer right now for a new anointing as you go into your world of music, the arts and creativity, just step out from your seat, go to one of the anointing stations. I wanna pray for you. Finally, time's gone from us, but if you're, a, if you're a parent here, if you are having the challenges of, of raising children, or maybe the home environment is where you spend the majority of your time, it's not that you go out to work as such, but home is the environment where you work. You have children that you're bringing up, you're preparing them to flourish in the challenges of a modern world. I'm gonna ask you to stand right now. If you'd like someone to agree with you in prayer as you are building home and building family, invite you to stand where you are. Father, we pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for everyone who is building family, because by building family, we're building society. By building society, we're building a city. And by building a city, we're building a nation. Father, we are believing for anointing to be on our parents, on our moms and dads. Lord, we wanna acknowledge and recognize the unique challenges there are in the presence, where there's the presence of special needs. We acknowledge the enormous challenges of being a lone parent, where maybe you're the only Christian in the household. But Father God, we thank you that you are the one who give us the ability to be exceptional, phenomenal, superlative parents, moms and dads, irrespective of our own personal experience, which may have not been that great. It may have been great, it may not have been. But Father, we thank you that whatever the model of our history, 
that God, you can help us to build something new in Jesus' name. Build for the future to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like someone to agree with you in prayer right now, just step out from your seats and have someone agree with you in prayer. We thank God. We thank God that every single one of us, every single one of us, if for some reason you don't, haven't felt included in something that I've called out and you felt inhibited from getting out of your seat and going and being prayed for, then please don't hold back. Get, you know, go, get out of your seat, have someone to go and anoint you with all. We, we are meant to be as inclusive as possible, but if for some reason I've not included your particular nuance, then, then by all means, just go and have someone um, anoint you with oil so you can take the anointing back to your world. Father, we thank you. Thank you. do one more thing um, some people are still being prayed for that's great I'm gonna ask you to stand where you are because I want us to these guys are not they're not all our worship team but they are representative of our worship team uh, is there um, someone with some oil has someone got some a spare thing of oil thank you in fact you do it Rachel that's exactly perfect just want you to go I want us to pray for these guys as representative of our worship team Joe you're here you can uh, come up as well and uh, uh, Lawrence you can also just pray don't forget the drummer um, and we want to pray we want to pray for them right we want to pray for them as representing that God will give them creativity. God will give them something that will not only influence this house, but influence way beyond this house in the name of Jesus. That, 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 that they will help release the kind of anointing in this place. That is just, there's just going to be waves of it that impact our city and, and, and impact our city and beyond in the name of Jesus. If you feel able to, just raise a hand towards them now in the name of Jesus and just begin to speak your prayer out. Speak your prayer of blessing. Don't, don't pray quiet prayers. Right? Raise your voice and, 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 and speak a blessing over them that God will release an anointing over them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that God, by the power of your spirit, you'll release your sound from this house in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that God, you will release songs of worship, words, lyrics, oh God, in the name of Jesus, tunes and, and, and songs that will bring healing to the city and healing to the nations in the name of Jesus Christ. A sound that brings bring hope and deliverance and comfort to a lost generation in the name of Jesus. A new thing, a new thing. Lord, we're not looking to be a copy. We're looking to be unique and authentic in the name of Jesus. We ask you for a new thing. We ask you for a new sound in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We agree together. We believe together. 
the name of Jesus. Amen.